Hey, thank you for joining the Life of an Average Joe podcast. My name is Brandon Navera. I will be your solo host today. Yes, I promise you we have special guests coming. But today's podcast is a little bit different. It's kind of an impromptu podcast. It wasn't on the schedule. Uh, Truthfully, it wasn't something that that I had even planned on doing. Um, But it happens, you know. Um, And I'll get to how I kind of decided to make this a podcast or an episode uh, instead of the original format. But I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that's been supporting me since I started, uh, that's been following, that's been liking, sharing, tweeting, any of those words that we now use on a daily basis to describe something. Thank you. Um, This podcast can be found on all platforms. Anchor, of course, being uh, the one that helped me out and get this started. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Pocket Cast, Spotify, you name it, wherever you find your favorite podcast and you follow them, I'll be there. The Life of an Average Joe podcast. And don't forget, too, to check out toycarsonthenightstand.com. That's my blog, which, of course, started off first prior to this podcast. And, and I guess that's a good segue into, into what I was getting ready to say. By the way, I just saw for the second time a hummingbird. Not the second time in my life, but the second time on my patio. Now, I love hummingbirds. Who doesn't? If you don't, you're, you're a twisted individual. But they're very cool. Uh, they're amazing creatures. They don't even look real to me. It's still something from Alice in Wonderland or Wizard of Oz or Labyrinth, one of those movies. But <clears throat> it flew by, checked out all my flowers, and then left. I saw it out the corner of my eye. Well, then I saw it yesterday or maybe it was this morning, and it flew by, stopped at a bunch of the flowers, and then left. So clearly, there is something on my patio that is attracting this hummingbird, which is cool because I decided not to get a hummingbird feeder this year. I decided I spent too much money, and even though they're not that expensive, I decided to hold off until next year. Now I'm starting to second guess myself and being like, how many more hummingbirds can I get if I buy this feeder? But I just think it's cool because typically I very rarely see them in nature, meaning I guess I always see them in nature, but without a feeder nearby. I mean, I was even at a, a state park and they had feeders everywhere and there was probably 10, 20 hummingbirds flying around them. But just walking or going for a run or sitting on the patio, the hours I've spent sitting on a patio or mini patios, I I never typically see them. So anyway, it was cool. I I digress. But um, toycarsonthenightstand.com is the blog. And that's really where I decided to do this podcast, at least this particular episode. This would be episode four, which is funny because... I had to move a bunch around because I have 10 episodes done already. So this one was not on the schedule. I mean, maybe for a later date. I don't even know. It just kind of happened. But I think that's the best part about it. So my son, Luke, two and a half years old. He'll be three next month. We might as well start calling him three. He turns three in September, which is just insane to me. Um, Awesome boy. I mean, I know everybody says that about their kids. He has his moments. <laughs> but then again, I have mine. He's just a little human being. so. Um, but he's awesome. And it's really cool because, you know, we don't have family down here. 
very much at all, actually. Um, and I never really thought about it. You know, when I left Detroit almost 11 years ago, I never really thought about the future, meaning kids or babies, I should say, not, not kids, but having a, a baby <clears throat> and the impact that would have on, on not really knowing extended family. I never really thought about it. And I guess because my mind was, you know, in a different place and, and obviously I wasn't even sure if I was going to stay here in Texas, but I did. And here I am, but I never really thought about it. And then when Luke was born, you know, I had pretty much thought my life was done with the, with the children, baby thing. It, it wasn't something that I hadn't, you know, really thought that was going to happen at the age of, you know, 39 years old, <laughs> so to speak, or 40 at the time or whatever. Um, no. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry, math is tough when you're exhausted. But um, I never really thought about it, you know, and the impact that would have. And then when, when he was born, I looked around, you know, and I, and I was like, he's got, he's got three sisters, all older, his mom, me, of course he's got other family, but here we were a core. It was, I wouldn't say it was a large family, but he's got siblings and his parents here to, 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 to take care of him. And he's going to meet friends and, you know, go through everything else we go through in life. And I knew he'd see his family, you know, my, my wife's family is in California, all of them, you know, they were all in California. So it wasn't going to be like, Let's just go drive 30 minutes and go see him, but a couple times a year, which is unfortunate because there's two other boys over there that are within a year of each other, within a year of Luke. So he's got cousins that are boys that they could all play. So that, that kind of started to get to me a little bit. It made me think, you know, I was around all my cousins. We had a, a lot of cousins. And I was around them all back in Michigan. I, you know, obviously all my family was there. I didn't have family that moved out of state where I couldn't hang out with my cousins that were around the same age. I was blessed that way, lucky. I didn't have really any siblings for a long time. I have a sister who's 10 years younger than me. That's it. So I, like Luke entertained myself and, and hung out with whoever I could. So I never really thought about it from his perspective of, man, I'm not going to get to see my cousins or my aunts or uncles for a while, or at least on a regular basis, not have that connection, those very important Sunday dinners. If you're an Italian family, you know how important that is, at least on a large level. <clears throat> but still, it, it, it didn't... <clears throat> It didn't make me think that it was going to be an issue. And then I thought about my parents who were older. They are older and older now. You know, my dad still works. He's not retired. Um, I don't know if he, I don't think he wants to right now. And quite frankly, I don't blame him. He's working from home. I mean, he's making his money. My mom worked on and off, but really she was the stay-at-home mom. 
Not to say that she didn't work through the years as I was growing up and things were tight, but she was the stay-at-home mom. She went back to work, to work in the school district, and I think she's been there for, I say a few years, it could be longer. Time to me is, I have no concept of time anymore. So, um, but she worked back in the school district, actually worked with some teachers that I had. So that, that I'm sure was some interesting conversations. But they do their thing back in Michigan. And they live in a town about 45 minutes outside of Detroit called South Lyon. So they they do their thing there. But they're going to come down and see their, their only grandson. And, you know, they're not getting any more as far as I know. So... Not to say it couldn't happen, not with me, maybe my sister one day, I don't know. I doubt it, but who knows. Um, So they came down to see him, and I knew that they would come, and I knew that they would travel and fly or drive, and they did. They've done it very well over the course of the last three years. They were just here in April, which was rough because of the pandemic, but they were here. Um, And they're coming back in September, God willing. So I knew they would get to know him. And then as he got older, I could FaceTime with him, which is what we do now. But it, it's still he was missing that family element, not from his mom and dad or his sisters, but that family element. And now he's got a sister in college who's been there for a few years. So he sees her, if he's lucky, once a month. I mean... She's three hours away, two and a half, whatever. She's got a life. She's got a boyfriend. She's got her own condo. She's working. She's going into the next phase of her life. She loves her brother and her family. Don't get me wrong. But again, it's a scheduling thing. It's a realistic expectation. Now, the cool thing is it is only two and a half, three hours away, so it can be done in a weekend. But the last time that he saw her was July 4th. So it's been a month. I'm sure they FaceTime and stuff like that, but really got to hang out with her. He's got a middle sister who is your typical 17 or, well, 18-now-year-old girl. (laughs) She loves her brother. She loves her family, but she's got her own stuff. Unfortunately, she missed her senior year because of COVID. She had to redo all her college stuff because she was going away to college. Now she's going to stick closer to home the first year. But she works. She doesn't live at home. I mean, she goes over there and sees him, but she's starting the next phase. And eventually she'll be on campus somewhere. And her campus is more like four hours away. It's going to be a lot harder to see. And then his younger sister, which I know they don't want to hear this, but that's her favorite. That's his favorite. It just is. Probably because they're the closest in age, even though she's about to be 16. So they're not that close. There's still a 13-year difference. But she's home a lot more. And especially, I mean, she doesn't drive. She doesn't work other than, you know, babysitting and things there. So she's home a lot more. He loves her. He loves all his sisters, but he loves her. And then, of course, his mom and dad. But as things get older, and or I should say as people get older and time changes... Until Luke gets into school, it's not a consistent basis that he sees his family except for me and his mother. 
the importance of that never really hit me until recently. Until just, a, I don't want to say a couple of weeks ago because that's not true. But it really came to a head a couple of weeks ago. It's been weighing on me probably more than I, than I admit. Because I've always been the type of guy that, yes, I love my family, but I can disappear. You know, I've, I went to Ireland by myself. I moved down here by myself. I mean, that's not entirely true. I had one of my best friends with me, but I came here knowing nobody. I have no problem traveling by myself and doing things by myself. It's never been an issue for me. It doesn't mean that I don't miss my family or want to see them. But as I've gotten older and you realize that your parents aren't going to be around the rest of your life, that in your lifetime, I mean, unless some tragedy happens, and it, it can, you will outlive your parents. You will have to explain to your children where their grandparents went. And that is something that recently has really been on my mind. Luke and I were playing the other day, hanging out, doing what we do. And I think we were getting ready to go somewhere. You know, he doesn't get to go anywhere hardly. I mean, I take him on adventures, but we don't go to the store. I don't take him to the store. I don't, I don't do those things with him right now. Um, I take him out. Trust me. We don't just sit around in the house like hermits, but you know what I mean. Running to Kroger, running to Walmart. It, it, it doesn't happen with him. I just don't take him. I mean, number one, because of everything that's going on. Number two, it's a lot easier for me to run into Kroger, grab what I need, and get out. With Luke, it's, a, it's, a, it's an adventure. We go down the aisles. We talk. We mess around. I don't feel like doing that now with him until we figure out things. But I digress. So we're walking down the stairs. And I've got, you know, I've got artwork up that I like and pictures, things like that. And in the one wall, which it's not complete yet, it's like my picture wall. And, I, and not artwork, but pictures, you know, pictures of family, pictures of Luke, things like that. And I've got these two frames and they're, they're identical frames, identical format for pictures. And it's of my grandma and papa or my grandparents. Uh, which would be my dad's parents. Um, we were very, very close. You know, Sunday dinners, every Sunday, 4 o'clock, boom. we get there early, but 4 o'clock dinner, it was the standing invite. I mean, yeah, you'd get the phone call later that day, or we'd make the phone call to Grandma and Papa, let them know, and my family would be there. They lived in... Farmington, uh, Farmington Hills, which if you're not familiar with Michigan, again, it's about 30 minutes outside Detroit. Old school ranch that they probably bought in the 60s, I'm assuming. Um, that's the style because they used to live down in Detroit, but they bought this, I'm assuming, in the 60s. And definitely with the shag carpet, yeah, 60s totally. It's a nice house though, taken care of, all that. And my, my to me... My grandma and papa have always been the same. My papa's always been old. I mean, don't get me wrong, healthy man. Um, but always been old. 
ever since I was a little kid, I remember looking at Papa like, man, he's old. And he was probably in his 70s or 60s. You know, he died in his 90s. So he was always old. And my grandma, she got older, of course, as time went on, but she was old. She took care of herself, though. She'd dress up. She'd put her pearls on. She'd get her hair done. Then go to the beauty salon. That was a thing. they dress good every day. That's who they were. Old school Italian, for sure. Um, but we'd go there on a Sunday. And we'd eat in the basement because we have a big Italian family. And unfortunately, in Texas, there are no basements. But we'd have a big, huge basement. I mean, it, it, it's not just my imagination because I've been in it since they've passed. And it is big. You got a second kitchen down there. Again, if you know Italian culture, that's, that's not unheard of. And I'm not talking like a fridge and a place to chop up food. I'm talking sinks, storage, dishwasher, refrigerator, wine cellar, you know, all that down there. They had a huge laundry room that, that makes mine look pathetic. They had TV down there, a little living room area. My papa had his own bathroom. I mean, he would use the one upstairs in his bedroom, but he had his own bathroom. And you would walk down the this long tile like green ceramic tile floor low ceiling and you'd walk all the way down there you turn right you'd have this door and inside the door was a huge i mean probably the size of a bedroom at least a small bedroom storage so yeah they had stuff in the attic in the garage but they would they would hang up their clothes there clothes that they didn't need would be in these plastic bags they'd hang them up suits um you know, dresses, things they maybe didn't want to get rid of, but or maybe things that had sentimental value. Sometimes there would be things that maybe they were going to pull out at a special occasion, but all kinds of stuff in there. And then you would leave, you know, you come out of there, and you look down the hallway still, and there'd be a bathroom. And in the bathroom, toilet, shower, I mean, and that was my papa. He kept his razor there, everything. And here's this old man would go up and down those stairs every morning. And this is Michigan. So you're in a basement, yeah, it gets warm in there. And as they got older, they kept it too warm, especially if you had, you know, 20, 30 people there and everybody's cooking. It'd be really warm. But in Michigan, it was just the two of them living by themselves. He'd walk down there at 5 o'clock in the morning in the wintertime. I'm telling you right now, it's cold. Trust me. First thing in the morning, you're taking a shower down there. It was cold. But... Anyway, that's my memory. And as I'm walking down the stairs with Luke, he looks over at those pictures. Those pictures are of my grandma and papa, and they're like the stages of their life. So it has a very young picture. Like one of them is my papa, like right. I don't even know if he's over on the boat yet. I think he's back over in Italy. And one's with my grandma, and then it goes through the ages to the last picture they had of him, or at least the last good picture they had of him before they passed away. It's done very well. And actually, the funeral home back in Michigan did it, um, I believe, um, or they printed up the pictures. They had something to do with it. And my Uncle Tony did one of them. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the story. But I, I love them. And so they're hanging up right by each other. And 
Luke has asked in the past, who are they? And I told him, that's my grandma, that's my papa. Now Luke calls my dad papa. That's what my dad wanted to be called. That was actually hard for me, believe it or not, in the beginning, because to me, there's only one papa. I've heard other families, of course, you know, call their dad's papa or their grandpa papa, and, and I, I'm, I'm not ignorant. I understand it's a term that's not just dedicated to my papa, but in my mind still, my childish behavior and my arrogance, and just because that's the way I want it, it is dedicated to my papa. There's only one papa. So I was a little... I don't want to say bothered that my dad wanted to be called that because that was his dad. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it just took me a minute to accept and I was confused. And eventually I realized I was being dumb and childish and that I wasn't calling my dad Papa. It would be one thing if my dad looked at me and said, hey, Brandon, I know you're 41 years old. I would really like you to start calling me Papa. I'll be looking at him like, Dad, look, I would really like you to go see a doctor because your mind is slipping drastically. But it was Luke. Luke was going to call my dad Papa. So I had no problem with that. That's, that's what he does. So when I told Luke that that was my Papa, he looked at me and goes, no, that's not Papa. And I said, well, that's Dad-Dad's Papa. And he's like, oh, Grandpa. And I said, no, that's Dad-Dad's Papa. And then finally I was like, yes. Grandpa, Papa, whatever. So he's asked about him a couple times. Well, this particular day when we're walking out the door, he looked at him and said, that's Dadas. And I said, yeah. And he said, he looked at me and goes, I'll go see them one day. And you know, even as I say it now, I <clears throat> it, it kind of makes me, it just makes me tear up. Um, because I didn't expect that. And that's Luke's thing. I'll go do that one day. Or I'll do that in a little bit. I'll go do that one day. I'll go there one day. That's, what, that's how he sounds. That's what he says. But I didn't expect that. And he's almost three. I'm not going to sit there and explain how they're not around anymore and they're dead. I'm just not there. I don't want to do that yet. He's innocent now. We'll figure it out when that happens. But... uh so I looked at him. It caught me off guard. I smiled. I, I, I held back tears and I said, yeah, buddy, we're going to see a lot of people one day. And that's all I said. You know, that night after he was asleep, I was sitting on the patio. That's my peaceful spot. And I thought about what he was saying and I, and I realized that it, it was very beautiful what he said. Very innocent and sweet. And he meant it. I want to go see them one day. He doesn't know what they mean to me. He doesn't understand. He doesn't even know that he, his middle name, Joseph, was because of my papa. That, that's why we named him Luke Joseph Nevera, because my papa's name was Joseph Nevera. So that's why we did that for his middle name. He doesn't understand that. But he wanted to go see them. So I sat there on the patio, listening to music, and it hit me. It was sad because he's not going to see them. He's going to hear stories. I have video. I show him pictures. I tell him everything he wants to know. 
But he's not going to see them right now. And then it dawned on me. I shouldn't say that like it's some epiphany, but I thought about my parents. You know, there's so many times during the day that he does something. When we're playing guitar and he's doing Kurt. Nirvana, I should say, but he calls it Kurt. When he's doing Kurt and he looks at me and goes, I show Papa. I'll Papa be here in a little bit. And I have to tell him Papa's in Michigan. And he knows that Papa in Michigan. I go there one day and I tell him, yeah, buddy, you know, God willing, we're going in December. But, and they're coming in September and, and we FaceTime them once a week at least. You know, whenever Luke's in the mood, sometimes he doesn't want to say anything and tells me to hang up. But, um, you know, he, he wants to show them that or, or out of nowhere, he'll pull a toy out. A toy that my grandma, or my grandma, my mother bought for him. Like specifically, she'll tell me, hey, I'm sending something to Luke. It's from Nana. That's what she wants to be called. It's from me. So just let him know. I do that. He'll look at that toy and go, that's the one that Papa got me. And I feel bad for my mom sometimes because I know Luke loves her. But Luke's a man's man. He just is. He's always been ready to hang out with dudes over women. And you know what? Maybe he's smart. Maybe he knows something I don't. Actually, maybe he figured it out before I did. You know what? Leave the women over there. Focus on your boys. Trust me. But anyway, um, and he's just always been that way. So it's just funny how his mind works. I mean, he, he really, really has taken to my dad, uh, even at a, as a baby. You know, if I wasn't in the room and he was upset, my dad got him. Everything was okay. That's not to say that doesn't happen with my mom or his mother or his sisters, but you can ask anyone that knows Luke. He's a, he's a man's man. He's one of the boys. My friends will tell you the same thing. Trust me. He just wants to hang out with the boys. But he thinks about that stuff. He thinks about my papa or my dad, his papa. He thinks about them. Which means he misses them. He may not understand the concept of missing someone. Maybe he does. He may not understand the details. He knows Michigan's far. He knows when my dad's working. But he knows that he will see them. Just might not know when. But he knows. But it made me realize just how important it is to have that connection with your family. You know, your family's your family. And some people may disagree with me on this. Just because your family doesn't give them a hall pass all the time, you may be more lenient. And I think you almost have to be with the mistakes and things they say or the atrocities they commit at times. Um, But just because they're family doesn't mean you're close. You hope to be and you try to be, but it doesn't always work out that way. Um. But it's important. You know, there are cousins that Luke may never see until it's, uh, you know, too late. A funeral or a wedding. (laughs) Too late for a wedding. Um, And that's okay. I mean, you're not close to every single cousin in a large family. But to know about them and to have the opportunity is very important. You know, that's the one negative thing I got to say about being in Texas. 
is that my friends are my family and they're going to be Luke's family. You know, my buddy Joey and his wife and, and his son, that, that's, that's my family and, and Luke's going to view them that way, you know, because they're going to be around, you know, um, my buddy Matt and, and his, his wife and his kids, you know, that's going to be his family. But when it comes to blood, you just want to be able to give that opportunity and you want to be able to have it. And, and I miss being able to go, hey, Sunday dinner is going to be at my house. Or, yeah, we'll be there this Sunday. Or, you know what, can't make it next Sunday, but I'll see you the following. It's not like that now. It's months in between. It's money that you save. It's travel time. It's arrangements. And, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. Having Luke at him at such a young age, it sucks. Because I can't just take him to go see my parents or his aunts and uncles. And I mean, having Luke doesn't suck. You guys follow. But having the family so far away, I mean, look, I've driven to Michigan. Okay, you know, 14, 15 hours. I, <laughs> you, you throw a baby in the mix, it's a different level. So, and we're not exactly hopping on planes left and right these days. And I'm not exactly a Kardashian, thank God, so I can't just do that. But I wish, I wish, you know, there was a way. That's all I know. And I wish Luke would have been able to see my papa because my papa would love him. And, and no offense to my grandma. I love them. I love her. But my papa and I were so close. I mean, I have a tattoo, a portrait of him on my shoulder. And he saw that, by the way, which is unheard of. We were at a wedding, and my cousin Gina, there may or may not have been alcohol involved. My cousin Gina was like, you got to, you got to, I got to see this, you know. So I showed her. She dragged me over to my papa and showed my papa. Now, my papa's old school. So the fact that when my shirt was halfway down at a wedding, and the fact that I had a tattoo, he, that's not his thing. I remember him patting me on, he took a look at it. He patted me on the back and said, put your shirt on. And I put my shirt on and I walked away. And my grandma, she was very funny. She made a joke. Oh, great. I see. I see who the favorite is. It's, it's not me. Clearly it's, it's Joe over there. And I guess my papa smiled because he was proud of it. And he told everybody, you know, my grandson has a tattoo of me. I don't really like him, but he has a tattoo of me, and I don't like tattoos. But he was proud, quietly. And I'll never forget that moment. You know, my papa, I would go over and see him and, and help him with uh, the bushes and the grass and little things around the house. And, you know, as he got older, he wanted to do them still. Because as a man, you don't want to be told you can't do something. And so he would come out and help me. Or at least give me an idea. Well, Brandon, why don't you, you know, trim this? And, you know, I knew how to trim a bush. But he'd tell me, you know, trim it like this. Don't, don't go too much over here. And, and I'd be working for like an hour, hour and a half, which is no big deal for me. Especially back then. I was a lot younger. And he'd work with me. Not the whole time. But he'd be out there 45 minutes to an hour. That's an old man. Drinking water. Yeah, we got to take a break, Brandon. 
Oh, Papa, let me finish. No, let me, all right, let me go check with Grandma. And he'd go in there and he'd come out. Okay, we're all done. That looks good for the day. You know, and I'd clean up fast. Well, Brandon, you know, I know you're hungry, so why don't we take a break? And he always made it seem like, you know, Grandma's really wanting to eat with us, so we better take a break. And I would go in and, and I would eat lunch with them, and it was always good. You know, sandwiches, Italian meats, cantaloupe. I mean, good stuff. And we'd sit and talk, and I'd help pick up, and I'd hang out for a little bit, and then I'd, you know, I'd have to go, I'd go to work, go back to my life. And my pop would be like, well, you come back, you know, and, and thank you for your help. And, and he'd always shake my hand and give me a hug. And as he's shaking my hand, he's slipping me dollars. That's just a little gas money. Oh, Papa, don't worry about it. Just a little gas money, Papa. And then he'd look at me. So you refuse it, you know, you, you refuse it once or twice. But don't refuse it a third time. I take that $10, $5, stick it in my pocket. And I just, I, it sounds so weird and I don't think anybody's going to understand it, so I hope I can describe this. I can feel it. Like when I talk about it, I can feel him shaking my hand. Like I can feel his hand on my hand. I just, I, you know, like I know the way that he smells. You know, um, I love that man. And uh, it's a shame that Luke won't be able to, to see him. But Luke will know about him. And that's why I want to make it a very, very important part of, of his life to be close to people that are his family and that become his family. Because in the end, we don't have much, but we do have that. And if your family is your best friend, that's... there's. Nothing wrong with that. That's phenomenal. And in Luke's case, he's probably going to have that. He's going to have his uncle Matt, who's in no way, shape, or form related to him. But I want him to be able to be part of his family and get to know things that he may never know. You know, I want him to know that that Papa and I, my Papa and I, used to sit there and watch WWF back when it was WWF. That we would get pay-per-views. That I looked forward and this was back in the day when pay-per-views were expensive i remember thanksgiving uh survivor series used to be around thanksgiving sometimes on thanksgiving and i remember having dinner this is in the 80s and he decided to get it and we stayed and watched it i spent the night and he stayed up with me ended at like 10 30 late for papa who got up at five stayed up with me and we watched it I remember my grandma telling me stories that they had to leave when they would go watch the fights, boxing and mostly wrestling, because they used to go together back in the day. They used to watch guys that, that aren't, weren't even around in the 80s. And they used to go. Papa gets so upset, he'd have to get up and leave. His heart got too excited. He would get chest pains. And then when he had a heart attack, sometimes with wrestling, he'd have to leave the room. He'd get too mad. He'd get too mad at, you know, watching Hawk Hogan get busted open. I can't do this. And he'd slam his fist on the ground and walk away because his heart was hurting. (laughs) You know, I want Luke to know that part of the reason that I'm into wrestling today is because of my papa and my father, my dad, him and I went. I still watch wrestling, even though it's not what it used to be. 
Um, you know, I want them to know that, you know, I used to spend the night. We would fight. Cousins would fight to spend the night at Grandma Papa's house because you couldn't have all of us spend the night. There's no way they could handle it. And I remember it would happen so, like, impromptu. We'd be on a Sunday dinner and we'd all conspire, me and my cousin, you know, Julie and Katie or uh, Dana and Amy, and we'd conspire. Hey, let's see if we can spend the night in Papa. So we'd start planting the seed, talking to Grandma, talking to Papa, talking to our parents, and then it would just happen. Well, one night, my cousins, I think it was my cousin Julie and I think Dana, maybe Amy, but definitely Dana, were going to spend the night. And I hadn't planned on it yet. They just, it was their turn. Well, they decided to ask Grandma and Papa if I could. Well, of course they said yes. But I had to convince my parents. So I did. It wasn't hard. But I didn't have any pajamas. Do you know Papa gave me his, his a pair of pajamas to wear? And these are old man pajamas. And at, they were bigger on me at the time. Now that I, they would be too small. But these are old man pajamas. Button up front. I mean, I felt like Ebenezer Scrooge in these. Like I just wanted to walk around with a candle around the house looking for Bob Marley. Is, was it Bob Marley? Or was it just Marley. I mean, maybe I was walking around the house looking for a Rastafarian. I don't know. Or Jamaican. But no, I can't remember. Was it Marley? I just remember it was Goofy playing Marley. I don't think it was Bob Marley. I think I just totally messed that up. But anyway, I know it was Goofy playing Marley in the cartoon Disney, Mickey's Christmas Carol. That's all I know. Either way, these pajamas were old school, old fashioned. And here I am. I don't know, 11 years old wearing these, but, uh, that was, that was exciting. You know, that was fun. And one of the greatest things I remember from my papa is he'd wake up in the morning and make us breakfast and he'd make pancakes in our initials. I thought the guy was a magician. This guy's not, this guy knows magic. He's a wizard. How did he make that into a B? What? And they were big. And he'd stack like three B's and there he go. Perfect. I can't even write a B the way that he could design the pancakes. And then he'd make a J for Julie. And I was like, this guy is a wizard. He knows magic. He's a wizard. It's some Sicilian black magic that I don't understand and I'm never going to be able to learn. But that's what we looked forward to. I want Luke to have those moments. And I think it's important in life that we realize that those moments matter. They are the the groundwork, the foundation that builds us into who we are. It's something that is instilled in us. So when we get to a certain age, we accept it, we understand it, and it it's part of us and we fully appreciate it. It's so easy to look past those things and talk about them past tense like yeah that was a fun moment and so hard to take those fun moments and those things that happened to you in the past and go wait a minute this is going to shape our future and that's what they do they're bricks they're bricks inside of us that build us 
they're little notes that, that we hide inside our brains that later we can open up and read and really fully understand the impact that they have. And I want that for Luke. And I think it's important for everyone, really. And so that's why, you know, I chose to talk about it instead of write it because I can write, but I've, I wrote that thing three or four times. And it was long, too. And it was probably my best written one so far. But I just felt like it didn't give the emotion. I felt like I just wanted to talk about it. So I scrapped it. And that happens. But I, I do hope that, or I should say, I look forward to the day when I can sit with Luke. And it's really not that far away. And talk to him about my papa, my experience, how he got his name. Talk to him about my grandma. You know, I keep talking about papa like I shoving grandma to the side. And that's after papa passed, I was still there with grandma all the time. Once a week, twice a week if I had to. Call her, check in on her. And she lived a good life after he passed. Um, Not to say it didn't hurt, but she did. But to me, my papa was was it. He He was it for me. You know, there's still to this day, it's, I mean, this is probably the most I've talked about him or his passing um, since he did pass. And it's been 20 years? No. 15? Something like that? I'd have to look back. I don't remember. I mean, obviously, I was living in Michigan at the time, so it has to be longer than that. Um, I know what apartment I was living in. Ah, God, I even know who I was dating. We won't go there, but... Anyways, well, thank you so much, guys. Sorry if I rambled. I really hope you got something out of this. I appreciate your support. Don't forget to check out toycarsonthenightstand.com for all my blogs, merchandise. We've got new stickers because who doesn't like a sticker at the age of 41? You can purchase stickers on toycarsonthenightstand.com. And the cool thing about it is you once you purchase it, you can select the charity that you would like your money to go to. No, I'm not making thousands of dollars off these stickers. I'm donating all the money to charity. And I've got four, I believe, I think four listed on there. You can pick and I'll make sure that that money gets to that specific charity. It's very important to me. Uh, There's so many great local organizations going on around here. Don't forget to check that out. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite platform, Anchor, Spotify, I've gone through the list. I'm not going to do it again. The Life of an Average Joe podcast. And check this out. This is exciting. Tomorrow morning. That's right. Friday morning. Which is going to mess you up because you could listen to this on Saturday and miss it. But who cares? Tomorrow morning, which is, I believe, August the 7th. August the 7th, KVGI Radio. I'm super excited to be on the radio tomorrow. KVGI Radio right here in Frisco, Texas with Stuart Sachs. Uh, Great guy. Great guy. I was on there a couple years ago. Uh, Maybe it was a year and a half ago. I did an article about the hauntings in Frisco and haunted places around town. And uh, it was an article I wrote for Lifestyle Frisco. And he brought me on. We had a great time. Well, I'll be back tomorrow, Friday 10 a.m. You can check it out on kvgiradio.com. You can download the mobile app. You can check it out on Facebook. 
Uh, let's see. You can also watch it on YouTube. So if you're not listening to this podcast right when it goes live, look up the KVGI radio spot. I'm super excited. We're going to talk life, beer, Luke, movies, pandemic. It's just going to be a good uplifting conversation, kind of check in, see what's happening. So KVGI radio, thank you guys so much. Be safe out there. Uh, Continue to support. I tell you what, it's been awesome and we'll see you soon.